Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. After a little bit of a hiatus, I am back. I've uh, been off for about a month. I needed to uh, take a mental break. But no better way to come back uh, to the Frankly Francisco podcast with my first interview in a month with Miss Jaleesa Carroll. How we doing, Jaleesa? We haven't spoken in almost a year. How things have been? Things have been good, and I know it's been a lot has happened in 2022. It's just like stuff that took off. <laughs> Listen, your your episode that we did together was amazing. It you know it was one of my highest downloads from last year, and it was towards the end of the year that we did the interview, almost around this time. Uh, and it was amazing. People tuned in. People loved your story. So I figured, why not bring you back towards the end of the year? So see how how, how you've been since the year ended, uh, the year started, and now towards the, the year ending. Um, so tell me, how have things been since the last time we've had a conversation? Um, things have definitely been good. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm in a, a more peaceful place. Like after I wrote the book and got it out there, I just been in a place of like, Dang, girl, you really did it. Like, you a whole author. Like, like people got to put some respect on your name. So it just makes me feel real good that I'm able to just share my story with others and to get a lot of good feedback about it. So I've been amazing. So last time we spoke, uh, there was a lot of hurt in your voice. Uh, you just had a rough patch with uh, with your mom and you didn't want to, you didn't think you were going to come on the show, but you gutted it out and you did it. And it was amazing. And, and, you know, you you put your heart out there. Um, since then, you look a lot happier, a lot healthier. You Things seem to be going well with you. Have you had a chance to heal from that trauma that you had? Um. So even uh, what happened between me and her before the, uh, the first podcast, I have not spoken to her since then. Um, and I've kind of been in a place of that's always going to be my mom. I love her. Um, but sometimes you just got to let people go and, you know, you got to move on and live your life. So that's, I'm in a, that type of place. Like if you bringing me negative, uh, anything negative or anything that's not moving me towards destiny, I got to let you go. So I'm in that place. Like I always love it. That's always going to be my mom. Can't nobody talk about it. Like I will fight you, but I'm just in a good place. Like it's no love lost for nobody. So. Listen, it, it sometimes peace is the most important thing. And, you know, you, it's always going to be your mom. Like, you, you know, we yeah. all have trouble with our moms sometimes. And some moms are a little bit more toxic than others. But they're still our mom. You know, we're still going to love them. We're still going to want to see them do well. But sometimes you do need to take that step back uh, and just breathe for a little while. And then it'll come around. Relationships always have a chance to mend. But for you, this transition, um, since the book has come out, Tell me what has been going on. Have you what have you done so far to promote the book? Um, have you done readings? Have you been on any other uh, shows? Tell me about it. Um, so I have been on a radio station. I was able to uh, talk about the book and promote it on there as well. And just this weekend, I was a vendor um, for this conference that came to Charlotte. So it was I was able to get my name out there and. A lot of people came to buy the book. Um, so those are probably the only things I have done so far. But um, as far as like marketing, 
me just putting it out on my social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, definitely has gotten a lot of uh, reviews and feedback. And I almost forgot, I did go home to Georgia and do an event for one of my close friends in high school. She invited me to be a speaker and I was able oh. to sell books too. Nice. Look at you making so, some moves. Yeah. yeah. So tell yes. me about that experience on the radio show. How did that work for you? Um, did they come in? Did they prep prep you first? Did you how how was that experience? Because I've never been on a radio show. This is as close to a radio show that I've been that I have. But what yeah. is that experience for you like? What was that? What were the steps for you for that for that to happen? Um, so we got on like five minutes before the radio station happened. He just was saying, like, I'm gonna just ask you questions about the book. Um, we're going to take uh, questions from the audience. So really, it was probably questions that he might have written down, but the answers was just coming off the dome for me. And doing that is definitely a lot of people saw how much wisdom I had. So by me just being able to speak freely, a lot of people gave me feedback on that it was just like, man, you could tell like she has grown and she has so much wisdom that I'm also helping older women might have dealt with the trauma um and never really healed from it so that was a blessing um uh, to have that experience as well so how did you get a chance to set up as a vendor at one of these events did they reach out to you did you reach out to them how did that happen for you where you can get more exposure for your book um so i have been following the host for like a year or two and she had put up the information about a conference which I really wanted to attend. And then she said something about um, they was going to have first-time vendors. Um, so I was like, this is an opportunity that I need to uh, move in. So our email reached out. They just asked me information about the items I'll be selling. Um, and then they just wanted me to uh, just give them information. And that's how I was able to do it, pay the fee and the, the rest was history, and I was able to be a vendor. So I see you got some merch now, huh? Last time we talked, yes. I see you with the shirt. Now you got your shirt sold. I'll show everybody the shirt. Yes. Yep. Got show my, the shirts. She never gave up. <laughs> yes. Books. Got the books out. So it's got all. The books out. So people can buy it online and hard copy as well. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them buy it through me so I can have it signed, but it, it is out on Amazon. Uh, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Target's website. So it's everywhere. I didn't know, but it's everywhere. <laughs> so how has how has this impacted people for you? What do you have any stories of people telling you how their your book has helped them with some of the things they went through in their life? Has there been any impactful stories that have touched you to say, man, this was really worth me doing this? Um, I had a um a couple young ladies tell me like after reading my book, they realized like, I like, yes, you might see a pretty girl, but I also went through some stuff. So it was just like them seeing like, man, she's no different from me. And to see that she overcame something that was really meant to like kill her, um, makes them feel like, man, like I, I gotta, I have a new out, uh, outlook on stuff now. It's like, I'm, I don't have to be bound by my situations that I really can get through anything, even though it might be tough and stuff gonna constantly happen. But man, if I just keep the faith, if I keep trusting God, 
anything is possible. And just to know that I have a sister who went through the same thing is just amazing that I can have somebody to talk to and relate to. So that's some feedback I got back. And a lot of people look at me differently now because they didn't know my story. So what do you mean different? That you look at you in a more positive light or they look at you as, well, we just didn't know. Like they look at me like, man, I would have never known she went through any of that because of how I carried myself. Mm -hmm. um, just how I didn't walk around looking defeated all the time. Like sometimes like you could hear it in my voice, like, you know, stuff bothering me, but you would never know what. Because it's just how I just walked around, like with my head held high, my shoulders back. Like I just never let my posture go like sluggish. I just always kept myself up. I keep you guessing. <laughs> That's just how I carried myself. Listen, some people can't handle the trauma they've been through in their life and it breaks them. And it absolutely breaks them. But you've managed to buck that trend and you've managed to stay positive through everything you've done. You've built something for yourself. You've listened. You, you're already... You know, you've been on a radio show. You've already been a vendor selling your books. You know, you're you're doing big things. You got merchant. You're now you're selling. You are turning a negative into a positive. And I think that story is what impacts people. I think that's the biggest thing that you can do is having an impact on somebody's life. Some of these people don't know how to deal with that trauma. They don't know how to how to handle that. They internalize it. And when they internalize it, it destroys them at the end of the day. But you figured out a way to put it all on pen and paper and put it out to the world and look at you now. A year later, you're 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 happy. You're healthy. Things are going in a positive direction. You should be proud of yourself. This is an amazing accomplishment yeah. that you've done. Yeah, definitely. It's um, what I tell people is the process definitely was tough writing the book because it it's you realize a lot of stuff that you was bottling in. That um, honestly, writing the book, it I probably did lose a. A, a, a lot of pounds <laughs> I probably was like an emotional wreck but then once I like got the story out there I just I can't do nothing but smile now because it's just like man I did it like I had so much stuff against me writing it but to see me now was like it was all worth it so now that's why they can, you see a different glow is because I had to go through that process to get to where I'm at now which is in a an amazing place. Like I can't say anything bothers me. <laughs> like I let stuff go in over my head now. Now with the new lease on life, a new positivity you have from releasing this book and getting all that emotion out. What's your muse now? What do you have? I know you want to write again. I know there's other stuff you want to put out there, but how do you find that muse? How do you find What's going to trigger you for you to write? Because you don't want it to be something uh, that's going to make you depressed. You don't want it to be repressive memories. What is it that you're going to find, try to find uh, to inspire more people? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I honestly can say, well, the next step I really want to take is to really write prayers, a journal to kind of help young ladies stop bottling up so much emotions and you know free yourself so I wanted to be something that's positive but also a way for you to kind of release certain things like because I know like after you read my story I'm, I'm leaving you guessing honestly so it is a part two that needs to happen mm -hmm. but right now I'm not gonna say I'm like in a, a great space I still have 
a story to tell, but I'm kind of in a place to where like, I want to go in a direction to kind of help a young lady recover herself, how I might recover myself, which was through prayer. So I think that's the route I would want to go in um, for another book is like a prayer book journal almost. So, I mean, you've have, you found another avenue. You were recently a speaker. You went back home to Georgia and uh, where, how'd that go? How, how was being a motivational, you basically a motivational speaker. How did yeah. that go for you? How did that conversation go being in front of people like that? What was that like for you? Because some people, they, you know, they freeze up. How did you find that oomph to, to get out there and look at people in their face and hold that conversation? Because you have eyes staring at you. Um, I always been a confident person. You'll never know I'm nervous unless I got to hold a microphone. You gonna see my hand shaking, but I always just been a confident person. And when it's something I love to do, which is, you know, motivate others, stuff just flow out. Uh, it's just, it just flows for me. So being able to get up there and speak and speak from the heart was an amazing experience. And I felt like uh, after that event, I feel like I impacted a lot of people with just a few words I said. Um, and even from that, I got great feedback because I told them your number one supporters will not be family. And I, I stand on that. Like your number one supporter will always be a stranger and somebody who really does not know you, but has found interest in what you have to say in the book. So just saying that alone, just kind of really encourage other young ladies like, man, like, man, I, I should do this. And and to have expectations like I, I'm not going to focus on who's not supporting, but focus more on who will support me once I get this out there. Well, listen, I'm that's 100 percent on what you said. It's always the strangers are going to support you more than family. Uh, it's amazing. This is what the show is about. This is what I do. I help people you know, try to get them exposure for, to get them out there for the things that they do. Like, like I said, I'm a stranger to these people. You didn't know me from Adam when you met me, but yet that one episode, I mean, it, it, it made a positive impact on my end from, from my downloads. And it made, it definitely made a positive impact on your end because look where you are. You, you turn that, you turn something that you didn't want sure about coming on the show because you were dealing with things and it turned into something great. I mean, and that's something you should be very, very proud of. And this, it, it just makes me want to continue doing what I'm doing because, listen, it's people like you that make this show worth doing because I'm hearing stories from you. I'm hearing things of the things you're accomplishing and, and now you're starting. And it's, it's beautiful because I'm like, listen, man, this girl was on my show. It, you know what I mean? I, you know, it, it's, I gave her an outlet to get out there and, and things have taken off for you. Your talent, your talent is going to, is going to take you a long way, but it's your willingness to give back, I think is the most impactful thing. And you've gone out there, you've already, you've already done a talk, you, you know, you're already, you know, mentoring uh, kids as it is already, you know, long-term for you, what, what is the ultimate goal for this is, do you want to write full-time? Are you wanting to be a full-time speaker, motivational speaker and travel, you know, you know, talk at uh, uh, women's rights, you know, things that are going to impact uh, people, young people. This is more, I think more about young people because, there's a lot of a lot of trauma that's as older people like us, it's kind of hard to deal with our trauma sometimes. Like I'm 43. Like I got trauma that I, it's going to be with me the rest of my life, no matter how much I try to impact. But if you can catch kids early before that stuff gets deep seated, it'll be easier for them to, to deal with. Because I'm a hardhead when it comes to with my trauma. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I know I have it and I know I have to deal with it at some point and I try to deal with it, but I'm at that space where I just, <laughs> I try to bury it as deep as I can bury it and forget about it. And I know that's yeah. not good, but doing this podcast helps them with that. Doing this, like having conversations right now about trauma, it helps me deal with some of the stuff that I've gone through uh, when I was younger. But for you, what is the long-term goal for this? What are you, what are your plans? What do you want to do? Um, I definitely want to um, be a voice for the youth uh, to let them know that there's somebody who can relate as well as listen to you and give you good advice. So I definitely see myself being a, a mentor, uh, having speaking engagements. I definitely want to open up a nonprofit to where I can have little group sessions with young girls, young boys, because I don't just want to reach girls. I also want to reach boys as well. Um, but definitely just be that that person somebody can look up to and be like, man, if she did it, I could do it. Because that's, that's really my main goal is for people to look at me and say, man, if she went through a mom on drugs, losing a dad at a young age, you know, having been sexually molested, having suicide thoughts, like if she could do it, I could do it. So definitely just being that, that voice for the youth and letting them know, like, man, I'm going to stick beside you. <laughs> What's that said? That's mine. I'm going to stick beside them. <laughs> so so I, like you, I lost my dad when I was 11. So it, it had a, a, I had to grow up very, very quickly. I, you know, I lost him to, you know, he OD'd. So mm-hmm. I lost my dad when I was young. To, he was my anti-drug. He was one of the reasons why I don't, I really don't do anything. I don't smoke. I barely drink. I don't do any hard drugs because of that. That had such an impact on me growing up and I had to grow up fast. My childhood was went in a blink of an eye after my dad died. So I know where you're coming from from that. And I and I feel that uh, and I get it because it, it it impacts you because now you're growing up in a household with our father. And you can have a lot, you can have a lot of male figures in your life, but it's not the same thing as having your father there. There's a yeah. difference. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm very, very happy that my children are growing up with me in the house. You know, I got three teenagers, which trust me is a pain all, all to itself, <laughs> but, but I get the impact and I get how it can affect somebody. I could have went the other way. Instead I stayed motivated. I, you know, I stayed hungry. Now were there times where I was lazy and <laughs> didn't want to do anything and thought life wasn't worth living. Yes. I've had those thoughts. Mental health is a very important topic and a very important issue. And some people just don't know how to deal with that, but I learned how to get through it. And it just made me, the trauma made me stronger in a way. It made, it didn't turn me into a victim. And I don't think it turned you into a victim either. It turned mm-hmm. you into, it turned you into a survivor and it made you tougher, but you had to find a way to spill it all out. You know what I mean? Cause it would, it, it could have broke you at some point if you didn't. And I think this book directly impacts that for you. And I think it's brilliant that it's, it's found a way for you to be positive in life now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So next steps, what are the next steps uh, for your book? Oh, the next steps. So I definitely want to get, I want to market myself more. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely trying to uh, go to schools, go to libraries. Definitely just let people know like, hey, I'm here. Like, I don't want to just, you know, stay in one bubble. I want to expand as much as possible, go everywhere I can. How far this book takes me, I'm trying to go there. Um, so definitely trying to connect myself with just different people, uh, homeless shelters, um, like I said, libraries, just anywhere that can use a 
a person like me. So how do you balance all this? Because I know you have a regular job. Then you got to yes. do the promoting for your book. And then you got to try to make time for you to, if you're going to do a book reading or you're going to set up as a vendor, how do you find it? Where's the balance coming from? So the balance has to come from uh, getting this information ahead of time, not just letting it hit you at the last minute. Uh, definitely, like I said, planning, planning in advance to know like, hey, this is what I want to do. Set my mind on it and go for it. Like when I went to Georgia, I had set my mind on it, told the girl, yes, I'll be there and went for it. So it's just all about seeing something that you really want to do and doing it. Like if you think twice on it, you ain't going to do it. So I'm just that person, do it. Uh, and that's how I was able to just get get on the uh, radio station, be a vendor is because I saw the opportunity and I went for it instead of just saying, nah, I got to work. I got a, a nine to five. I, I don't need to do this right now. And just really like jumping out there, get my name out there. So let me ask you a question. How did that feel going home back to Georgia? How, how was that experience for you since you've been up here for a few years now? How did that impact you? How how'd you feel? What were the emotions like? <laughs> it was funny. Uh, I had, I have not been home in a full year. So going back home was like, wow. Like I, I wasn't able to see everybody. Um, I, I had emotions cause I was like, man, I'm here, but I'm not really getting the support of my book from my family. So it was just like, they could care less when I'm really here. So I'm gonna just pop in, pop out and just do my own thing and, go handle my business with my book. And that's kind of what I did. I mean, that is, it's good that you were able to go down there, but it's kind of sad too that, you know, family doesn't, doesn't support you when they should. It's crazy to me, man. Jealousy is, is, is a crazy thing. People never want to see you doing better than them. Even, even no. family. <laughs> they'll, no. they'll, they'll support you from far, real far. You know what I mean? They don't, but they don't, when you're there, they don't, they don't show the love and, and, and it can impact, man. But you you found the way not to let it affect you. You stay strong, did what you needed to do. How long was that trip down there for? It was four hours. Oh, no, no. I'm saying how long, how many days oh. did you stay there? One. You stayed there one day? One day. <laughs> wow. Turned around, huh? Came and turned okay. around and went back home. Yeah, I went down there. I was on a mission. I said, I'm coming down here. I got... I got business to handle, you know, like I love y'all. I talk to some of y'all when I can, but I'm down here trying to make a difference in somebody else's life. So Listen, if you saw awesome. me, you saw me. <laughs> One day, that's crazy. One day. Hey, I can't even lie. I did that this summer. I drove to Ohio uh, early this uh, year. Dropped my son off to my mom's and, uh, for the summer and turned around and <laughs> came right back. <laughs> yeah, like. like like when you got to work, you got to work. You can't be, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it, but your job was a lot easier than mine. Cause mine was eight hours. Yours was only four. So what yeah. part of, what part of Georgia did you go to for the, um, the talk? Um, Brunswick, Georgia. That's on the uh, coast. Oh, it's by like, um, in between Savannah and it's Florida. It's between uh, Savannah and Florida. Wow. That's, that's only four hours down there. Yeah. I've never, I've never been, never heard of it down there. Never, I know I've heard of Savannah and I've heard of Jacksonville, but never uh, Brunswick. So it's just yeah. like, you said ain't much? 
It ain't much. <laughs> it ain't much. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> anybody only know Brunson because of the Amaya Aubrey situation. Mm-hmm. But if, if that didn't happen down there, you wouldn't know Brunswick. Because <laughs> it's like a little small town. Is there any like any food spots that you hit while you was down there? Oh, I love seafood. So I definitely had to go to uh, Mr. Shuck Seafood. <laughs> That's just a hometown uh, seafood restaurant that I'm always go to. I don't care what I'm doing. So. <laughs> so listen, tell my audience again where they can find your book and where they can find you. So guys, you can go to my website, www.jalisa, J-A-L-E-S-A-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com. Um, that's where you can publish the book or you can message me on Facebook at Jalisa J. Carroll or Instagram at Jalisa Carroll. So feel free to message me. And listen, I got plenty of books. Plenty. Plenty. <laughs> we ain't running out no time soon. So are you hand autographing these books for everybody that buys them? Yeah. That's, I mean, that takes a lot. That, so yeah. are you pre are you pre-signing these books or you do it when they get ordered? When they get ordered. As soon as you order them, and I see your name, mm-hmm. I sign it to who the person is, and I might write a little message in there. That's awesome. And, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to get my hands on one of your books. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy get a hand on one of your books so we can read it. Um, Listen, I, it's fun every time I have you on the show. Uh, I love to see your progress. You have been, you know, it's been a, a great thing to see you progress because I've been following you on social media and seeing how your spirits have changed and you know, how well you're doing on the on your own personal journey that you're on. Uh, we'll have to get you back on here another year, see how what your progression is then. You know, hopefully by then you'll have another book out and your journey has grown even faster and and, and steadier. Um, just continue to grow, grow, continue to be yourself, continue to, to focus on you because if you don't focus on you, it's it's the worst thing you can do. You're You're more important to yourself than anybody else is to you. Do you understand what I mean? It's yeah. one of those things where your, your self-care should be number one for you at the end of the day. Um, but I'm gonna leave you with what I leave everybody with. No matter what anybody tells you, if you found your purpose, live it. Thanks for tuning in everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye.